Hello everyone, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your one and only host, Monica, and today I have a special co-host, my sister Benira. Say hi, Benira. Hey. My sister Benira and I are here today to talk about TV shows that we've been meaning to finish, but we haven't finished yet. Now, this is obviously different from the other episodes that I've done, where most of them are just reviews, but as you guys know, this podcast is just a podcast I do for fun. This podcast is something I do to just talk about movies and TV shows because I don't really talk to people in real life and it's just something cool and fun. And I know usually I upload episodes in the morning, so obviously this episode will be put out later on a Wednesday or either Thursday morning. I haven't decided when yet, but yeah, we're just going to get into the meat of the show. So today we're going to be talking about TV shows we did finish, didn't finish. And there are lots of reasons why you didn't finish a TV show. Maybe you weren't interested in it anymore. Maybe they killed off your favorite character. Who knows? But I'm going to go first with shows I didn't finish. And the first show I didn't finish, the first show, not the first show I ever didn't finish, but like the first show I'm going to list is Love is Blind. And the reason why I didn't finish it is because the show is just like kind of boring. You know? I never even watched it. You, <laughs> you never watched Love is Blind? No. Because everybody kept talking about it, but I was like, you know, it's, it sounds cute and everything, but that honestly doesn't seem like something I want to get into. And plus, everybody was already talking about, like, their favorite couples on there and everything. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I don't really have to watch this show because y'all keep on telling me what parts are good and what parts are bad. Yeah. It's like, I basically already know what's going to happen. No, I totally get it. Um, I... What is it? I was... I always watch TV shows late, which is also a reason why I have this podcast, because I'm never on time with the trends. So I watched this show like way later when everyone else finished finished talking about it and no one cared. Yeah. And when I first started watching it, I thought it was interesting. Like, oh, it's like you have to talk to each other and you can't like look at each other. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really cute and really sweet. But like, I also feel like... Um, that it like I feel like you're supposed to do that because like you don't judge someone like by the way they look, but everyone there is like kind of successful, hot, well off. Like no one there is like disabled. Like no one there like, and also it's like very like boring. Yeah. It's just a little boring, and also y'all had to get married in like a month. Yeah. Didn't they? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Okay, they had to get engaged like within the month, which seems kind of quick. Because you talk to somebody for like two days and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy, he's like, he just gets me. Like, we just connect. Like, there's just something there. It's another you know? show that panders to hopeless romantics, which technically I am one of them. But right. I'm more of a realistic hopeless romantic. So Same. I know that I'm not going to fall in love with somebody in 90 days, whatever the thing was. Anyone who is listening, I'm not going to fall in love with you within 90 days. That's just not realistic for me. Right. So... Yeah, I feel like it's just another show that panders to the hopeless romantics who think that love purely exists in, like, a small, concentrated vacuum. (gasps) And that's why so many people liked watching it. Not saying that if you liked watching it, that you are a hopeless romantic, like a bad hopeless romantic or whatever. Right. Just that, be aware, that's why that show is so popular. It's because they know their audience and... They know that it was going to soar like that, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm better than you because I didn't watch that show. Right. But 
I am saying, you know, that's why there are so many shows like this on the market. Yes. Yeah. And it couldn't be me. Like, I think about shows like The Bachelor and how, like, you have 30 girls going into a house and there's just one guy. And at the end, you guys are supposed to be married. But you never really get to know the guy. You don't really know who he is. Yeah. You don't really get to, like, know him that well. And then wouldn't that be creepy that, like, 30 girls in the same house are all trying to go for the same guy? So this guy is, like, going around hooking up with all these girls. I mean, I don't think he's allowed to hook up with them. Ah, I'm sure it's happened. But, like, going on dates with all these girls, making out with all these girls and everything, like, I would personally feel insecure and betrayed, regardless of whether I'm competing or not. Like, that's just, creepy. Don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, those are my thoughts on Love is Blind. Veneer, do you have a show that you've started but didn't finish? Uh, How to Get With Murder. That's say My thing is, is that I feel like Shonda knows how to capture an audience. Yeah. But along the way, I feel like she gets power hungry mm-hmm. and understands, okay, I've got like this storyline that happens. I have this audience that's already captivated by this storyline. So I'm just going to do whatever I want. Just run with it, basically. Yeah. So with How to Get Away with Murder, you know, I was interested in it at first. Because it was like it featured Viola Davis. We mm. love, we stand. We her. love, we stand. Yes, who you know is a prominent black woman yes. in the film industry and everything. Especially in like the black film industry. Exactly. And then when she was in uh, How to Get Away with Murder, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, who's this lady?" Like exactly. we've been knew who she was. Yeah, you late to the party. So it was like it was captivating because it featured her mm. and. Like it featured an interracial relationship that was prominent as well, and all these. Shonda loves interracial relationships. Very true. <laughs> but it's like when she started the story. Yeah. It started off really well, really yes. captivating. We were all like, "Okay, what happened to Homegirl? Who actually killed her and everything?" Wait. But then in the first season, it was her husband. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm saying like starting off, uh-huh. like you didn't really know that. So then following it along, you were like, okay, it could be that person, it could be that person, it could be that person. Uh But then, as it was going along, Shonda got power hungry. Yeah. So then, in case you were planning on watching How to Get Away with Murder, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, even though the show's been out for several years. Several years. I'm sorry that if you didn't know this part, that's really just your fault. When Wes died, it was like, I promise you... Half the people who were watching the show stopped watching it, myself included, because I started, like, I tried to get past that part and everything like that, but the show just didn't hit the same. Like, it was just like, like, granted, Wes did some stupid stuff. He did. But. Rebecca? Yeah. Like, falling in love with the victim is just, like, unnecessary, man. But, at the same time, it was like, we love black representation, okay? And then... He was someone who was caring about everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he wasn't completely blind to everything. Yeah, he wasn't a pushover. Exactly. So it was like, we loved seeing that. And then when he died, it was like, 
okay, well, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I understand that the story does go on after him, and I feel like, yeah, it probably did go on very well, but I just feel like after that point, I wasn't as interested in the show, so I just I stopped watching it after that. No disrespect to Shonda Rhimes, even though I highly doubt that she's ever going to find this, because who knows? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you know, I feel like... And then I also feel like that was intentional yeah. that she did that because she knew that there were going to be people who were going to be irritated about the fact that Wes died yeah. because if you have never watched any of Shonda's shows, Shonda loves killing off your favorite people. Hmm. I'm just letting you know that right she now. She does. It's just if you've watched Scandal, you know. It's just it's ridiculous. Like she just goes power hungry with it because it's a story, you know. But at the same time. It's an emotional attachment that you have with the show. Mm -hmm. So when that person dies, it feels like that person was a part of your family or was like your close friend yeah. or something like that. And you're just like, wow, you really did that. Like nobody wanted you to do that, uh -huh. you know? So also after a while, it got kind of confusing. And with Shonda shows, it's usually a common thread for me at least that I have to watch the show at least three times. And I was just like, you know, you know, I just, I can't keep doing this to myself. Regardless, I'm probably going to try and watch it again because it's over now. Yeah. But, I mean... Now is the best time to catch up with it since it's over. Yeah, so... I totally feel that. Like, I love How to Get Away with Murder because yeah. how the season always starts by showing you who dies. Right. That way you have to, like, break down what happens throughout the show and sometimes there are like subplots you feel like are irrelevant but then they always tie into it and I feel like that's really smart and clever yeah. from a writer's standpoint and I love Shonda Rhimes I think she's so talented and amazing and I like um, the thought of like a teacher taking in five students who want to be lawyers and having them sit in the, in the courtroom and watching a lawyer at work because Annalise Keaton is amazing she's a boss mm -hmm. and it's super the show is really great and like really interesting mm -hmm. and i always i love asia naomi king she is my favorite mm -hmm. i really want to like see her in more stuff i think she's really amazing mm -hmm. but like as the show progressed it's just like you know things just like things just change that whole atmosphere shift yeah changed. especially with like if you've watched like scandal you know because with I scandal Scandal is like really good. It's a really great Shonda show, honestly. I loved it, but like near like the last season, I feel like Shonda could have like really teed it up to be something like really interesting, really great. Yeah. But I feel like she really just like she didn't take the risk, yeah. and that was a mistake. But um, with How to Get Away with Murder, I feel like by the end of it, I'm really I'm like I like I just want to see what happens next. You know, yeah. I'm definitely gonna finish it, but you know. It is what it is. Okay. Next show I want to talk about is This Is Us. I started watching it when it came out and I was like obsessed with it because Mandy Moore is my queen. Okay. Um, what was, what, what's the movie called that A she was in? Remember. A Walk to Remember. Mm -hmm. A Walk to Remember was like, oh my gosh, that was like my movie. That was my favorite movie. I love the book. I love the movie. I wanted that for my life when I was older. And then when This Is Us came, I was like, yes, Mandy Moore, homeboy from Gilmore Girls. It was so great. And I started watching the first season and I was so invested. I was so interested. Like the big three, 
they were so cute and i love how it went from the past to the present right. and how we got to see randall and his kids and we got to see kevin and like him being an actor and him trying to like get people to take him seriously and then there was kate i liked kate but i find it annoying when like people constantly put fat people in shows and the only their only storyline is them trying to lose weight yeah. so they feel good about themselves which is just like it's so annoying and like lame and so unoriginal and we can think of better things to do and i know eventually in the show she stops caring about her weight and she starts caring about like her relationship with toby and like singing and other stuff like that and i really like the show but the show is so sad it's emotional and it's sad and sometimes it's like really heartwarming but other times it's draining you yeah. know and as someone who's very emotional i can't watch that show every week because i start crying all the time and as much as i like the show and as much as i was invested in the show and as much as i support like all the actors on the show and everyone who writes on the show because it's phenomenal mm -hmm. i just can't keep watching it you know so okay. I just took a step back. I know it's in the fourth season. I know the show is still like really amazing and great. I know that Randall, he adopted a young like teenage girl, Deja. And I really want to start watching the show again because Deja, I think she, she has a boyfriend and I want to see, I want to see because it's so cute. It's a like young black love. Like I want to see it, but I can't get invested in it over again, oh, yeah. you know? And I'm pretty sure that like, I don't know. I know that like, I, like, we all know how the dad died because he did die and I love the dad he's like the best dad in the world or whatever but I just I can't like there's one episode where they actually show like how the dad passed away and I truly broke down crying and I was like this is it for me I can't give y'all any more of my time like <laughs> I know everybody else loves the show but it can't be me like it cannot be me but yeah this was us was a really great show and um, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna rewatch it. I'm just gonna leave it be. But I know that mommy likes the show, and like, I might watch it with mommy sometime. But yeah, mm. have you ever watched this is us, Benira? I watched maybe one or two episodes, but right. it was like in the middle of the show. Right. And I am a person that does not like starting in the middle. I have to start at the beginning. Uh. So because of that, I'm probably not going to watch the show just because it's not really one that interests me i can see the appeal mm -hmm. definitely but um right now it's not really what i want to watch especially since i am more busy right now so i don't technically i don't have time to sit down and watch stuff even though i'd be watching stuff anyway but um <laughs> yeah i'd be watching stuff anyway hey you know it, it happens <laughs> but yeah that's not really it's not really on my radar to watch that show right the show is more for like moms I would assume so, yeah. yeah. It's more for, like, family sittings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that the... I think This Is Us is, like, the... I think pre the predecessor of This Is Us was Parenthood. I do remember that show. Yeah. I, I never watched that show. Parenthood was a good show. Mm -hmm. Like, it uh, It starred Lauren Graham, I think, from mm -hmm. Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, like... She moves back in with her grandparents, and her daughter is like Mae Whitman, yeah. and her brother is married with a daughter and a young son who has Asperger's, and it's just like the family dynamic. Also, they have another brother who's like a music engineer or something like that, and he's like a player, kind of, and he has like a random black son that they just threw in there, which, <laughs> which I thought, okay, cool, like diversity, yeah, they get it. Yeah. But it's a real. Parenthood was a really good show. I really liked it. I was 
invested in it. I started watching it. It's still on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. If they took it off Netflix, I'd be so upset. Yeah. Did you know they took chewing gum off Netflix? No, I did not know They that. did. I don't know if it was, like, a thing with Michaela Cole and, like, Channel 4 or something like that, but mm. I'm really sad they took that off Netflix because I really love chewing gum. But she has a new show on HBO called I May Destroy You. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it. But I want to wait till it's over so I can binge watch it because I don't like watching something and then waiting for the next week for it to come. Like, I love watching everything, like, all at once. Uh, yeah. I'm... That's what I did the first three seasons of Insecure. Yeah. But I'm active on Twitter. So mm. yeah. <laughs> I would go on Twitter and people would be talking about it and I'm like, okay, no, we're not doing this. this right, year. right. So, yeah. Right. It's so, it sucks whenever you go online and someone's talking about a show you're trying to avoid. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Because I'm trying to avoid something and I'm trying to go online to avoid it, but I can't avoid it because y'all are all talking about it. Like, yeah. what is this? This was me with Game of Thrones, like the last season. I never watched Ep- Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't want to watch Game of Thrones. Honestly, I, I don't like, need that in my life. I'm good. Thank you. It is a good show, but if you don't want to watch it, you're not really missing out on anything. I'm going to tell you that right now. It probably wouldn't be your, like, cup of tea. Like, it's good, but, like, the last two seasons kind of just, like, weren't that great. All I heard on Twitter was that it there was, like, a next-to-last show, and everybody was like, this is exactly what it's supposed to be like. Yes! This is it! And then apparently whoever writes the show ruined it yeah. with like the last episode and I was like okay I'm not setting myself up for that heartbreak right. I'm also not really that interested so right. yeah it you're you're not missing out if you don't watch it I'm not gonna try to convince you to watch the show it's I mean I liked it for what it was the last season was pretty bad cause the writers of the show aren't good writers cause the first seasons were under um the author's supervision and off of the author's books so they were basically just like going off of what the author said but when the author exited they were just like oh well then we're gonna write the story that we want to write we're gonna give the ending that we want to give and not the ending that the author wanted so they messed up everyone's plot lines character development and everything was just thrown to the wayward and it was just ridiculous but yeah you're not missing out on anything if you don't watch it awesome so what's the tv show that you haven't finished yet You know, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I guess, technically, I say technically because I plan on watching this, Grey's Anatomy. Right. Because it's another Shonda show. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that show. That show was a pure obsession for me for a good number of years. Mm-hmm. And the, it, it, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess is the fact that there's so much of it and it just keeps going like every single season well not every single season but i want to say maybe starting at like season 10 right i don't remember which season it was that meredith drowned in the water oh what yeah that happened so um see that's the thing with the show it's been on for so long that so many random things happen on it yeah like, every single time that something drastic happened to Meredith, everybody was like, okay, this is it. The show's going to end here. Meredith's going to die. Because if oh. you have not watched Grey's Anatomy, like I said earlier, Shonda loves to kill off your favorite characters. Mm-hmm. So the original gang that's there at the beginning seasons of the show, literally, like, two people are left at the current point. And one of them just left. 
like I think the end of season 15 or 16 I don't remember which one but it's just very it's irritating mm-hmm. but like I said Shonda knows the power that she has with her audience so she knows when she captures them she can do whatever she wants and they're still going to watch because they want to see what happens so it's like I watched I restarted Grey's Anatomy at least three times I intentionally like from the beginning yes I intentionally watched it at least twice like intentionally started it over at least twice I can remember one of the times that intentionally started it over was last year I think because season 15 was gonna come out like in the fall of last year so I was like I need to remember everything that happened so I was challenging myself I was like okay how long is it going to take me to get through all 14 seasons at the time of Grey's Anatomy? took me about a month. It would have been shorter, honestly, if I had more time, but I was working. So that took up some of my time. But yeah, finished it in a month. And... Do you restart these because you forget what happens in the show? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. And so um, what had happened was I was watching it with my friend and that was our show that was like something that connected us like we obsessed over that show we obsessed over like all the what ifs we obsessed over why the storyline was the way that it was so i told myself you know i'm not going to continue watching this without my friend because that's our show come to find out my friend had started had continued watching it without me so i was like oh okay that's all in the toilet now nah i'm i'm going into this so rest assured that once i'm done with these summer classes that i am going to find season recaps of each season of Grey's Anatomy on youtube because i don't have the time to rewatch it again and then i'm going to watch seasons 15 and 16 because yeah that's honestly it's i stopped watching Grey's Anatomy not because i hate the show not because um, I feel like the storyline got messed up, even though there were some storylines that weren't necessary, I consider, but because I was watching it with a friend and we were watching it together and then I found out that they were watching it without me. So, yeah. So rest assured, I am going to go back to Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I know, oh my gosh, the show, I was trying to think of a show where I relate to that, like, it's been on for such a long time that I rewatch all the time, and it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. But I don't rewatch that show anymore because I rewatched it so much in like high school that now that I'm older, if I even like think of a season, I can remember every single thing that happened on it. Mm-hmm. And also, the last season was supposed to air like this year, and it was supposed to wrap up in May, but because of the pandemic, they held off on some episodes, and they had like five episodes of the last season, like the last seven episodes they were going to finish like filming and editing it mm-hmm. and five of the seven episodes have already been shot they just needed to add in like some post-production like fx and i think they're going to put it on like netflix mm-hmm. but honestly like i got back into supernatural because it was the last season and i was like you know what i'm gonna watch it live i'm gonna live tweet with everyone else i'm gonna get back into it like i was in high school and i was like watching it at work like honestly i would finish i would finish everything at work at eight o'clock because that's when the show came on and i would go to the break room and i would watch it and i would still be on the clock by the way they didn't know that. 
<laughs> they didn't know. They didn't care. And I would be watching the show, and then I would go home. Like, that was it, you know? Mm-hmm. But now that the pandemic has happened, I low-key don't care about two white men traveling across the country, pretending to be FBI agents to kill werewolves and angels and demons, yeah, you know? Yeah, like that. I don't really care about y'all looking for vampires or whatever fake animals or like, you know, supernatural things you're trying to find. Because in its prime of the show, it was really great and awesome. But now with like the newer seasons, some of the newer seasons are good. Like season 13 is pretty good. Season 12, some people don't like, but I like it. Mm -hmm. But they're just like... It's obvious that the writers have just gotten tired of the show that they are on and they keep rehashing the same storylines and they keep bringing up the same dumb stuff and it's just it's annoying there's no character character development for any of the um uh, main characters and also they were supposed to do a spin-off with um like a whole like there was an episode with um one sheriff sheriff judy mills and sheriff donna and they are like two people that have helped out Sam and Dean throughout the season they always have these characters that pop up like once or twice throughout the season that are like women they're like gay they're black but they're not main characters you only see them like once or twice in the season like the show friends yeah and they were supposed to be a spin-off where like the supporting characters would kind of like have their own episodes they would be like main characters like it was supposed to be judy and donna taking in these group of girls that have helped sam and dean throughout the series and they were going to call wayward sisters Mm -hmm. but the cw decided not to go forward with it because they thought that supernatural should focus on sam and dean despite the fact that the majority of their fan base are white women Mm -hmm. and everyone was very upset up in arms over it and then the cw um greenlit a show about two sisters who are ghost hunters which everyone got really upset over because it seemed very similar to Wayward Sisters. And I'm so upset that Wayward Sisters didn't happen because it only makes sense to have a spinoff because now the show is ending. So like now we're not going to have any more Supernatural. And it would have been so cool if Wayward Sisters could have happened, but it'd be like that sometimes. Anyways, uh, the next show I want to talk about is 13 Reasons Why. And... I'm not watching it. <laughs> nope. Gosh. No. No, listen, no, listen. No, 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 let me no. I want to tell you why. I am never going to go back to that show. Jesus. I stopped at se- at the end of season two. You watched season two? I watched season Venera? two. I stopped at season one. No. I, just, I cannot. That was a no. mistake. That was your mistake, my guy. They kept on saying, Jesus. we are going to be a mini- Series. Oh my gosh. Do you understand what that means? They don't. Mini series. Nobody understands what that means. That if you're basing it off of a book, you're yeah. going to go as far as the book goes. Which means okay? season one was enough. Exactly. If you're not basing it off of a book, if you're basing it off of a real life story or something, you really a mini series should only really be one season. Yeah. Period. It doesn't make any sense to me why they continue to develop and develop and develop like. I I enjoyed watching the first season because I enjoyed the book, you know? Not because I thought, like, it was... <sighs> it wasn't... It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was like... No, no, not like that. Not, not. It was like... It was great in mm. showing real reasons why people commit suicide. Mm. But it was not great because 
this was the greatest book ever. Oh my goodness. Like, right. it wasn't great, like, happy great. It uh -huh. was great, like, this did a good job of depicting what the whole process can be for some people. You know, it's not descriptive of everybody, but it is descriptive of some people. And I feel like the show did a good job at, you know, using the book to make a show adaptation mm -hmm. and everything. But then they did season two. And I was like, what? I'm confused. Right. And there were some things that happened in there that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Right. Which the writers of the show said that they intended to do. It's not supposed to make you feel comfortable because... Okay, there's a difference between making people uncomfortable and just being wildly, like... Like, not caring about other people's feelings and experiences. That's very true. Yeah. Like, honestly, my problem with 13 Reasons Why is because of my own, like, um, experience with mental illness. Like, for the first season, I was like, okay, this will be fine. This will be okay. It's based on the book. And honestly, I liked the book when I was younger, but now when I look back at the book, the whole premise of the book is manipulative. You know? Like, when someone is contemplating taking their own life, they do not do something where they will blame other people for it. Because... Mm. When someone is in a place in their mind where they feel like they are suffering and they're in so much pain, they just want it to end and they just want it to like rest. They don't want to hurt the people around them or hurt the people they love. They just want the pain to stop for themselves. And if they choose, to, if they make that choice, they make, they leave a note usually. And it's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm so sorry. I had to do this. It like, it's something like that. And usually if someone leaves behind a note and they take their own life, that note goes to the police. If someone in your class takes their life and they leave 13 tapes as to why they did it, you need to take that to the cops. You don't need to listen to it. And also, the thing is with Clay in the book, he listens to the tapes like this, like this. In the show, he drags it out mm -hmm. and he talks to other people and everyone else is mad. They're like, oh, oh, why is Hannah talking about us in these tapes? Like, you realize this girl's not here anymore? Like, she's gone. She yeah. has passed away. And y'all all listen to the tapes and listen to what she did to, like, what happened to her. And y'all are upset because you're worried about your reputation. It's ridiculous. And also, why is it that in the first season, I had to watch two people be sexually assaulted and watch Hannah take her own life? That is not okay. Because this is one of the only shows that covers mental illness for young children and teens. And the problem with that is if you're marketing a show to teens, you cannot show them things that are so graphic in the nature, okay? And there may be teens who have experienced that things and it triggers them. If you don't put a trigger warning before your show, what's the point of putting these things in? You don't put these things in. Especially when they, like, consulted therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists when writing the show they were like don't put that in don't put that in don't put that in and they're like cool and they put it in anyways mm -hmm. what's the point mm -hmm. and what's the point of having a show called behind the reasons where you have somebody go to a psychiatrist and it's like what did you think of this episode and like this was harmful this was dangerous this was bad and they shouldn't have put it in the show and then the, the writers are just sitting there like stupid not saying anything, yeah. not being able to defend themselves, because you, what you did was stupid. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't have gotten to season two. But then in season two, I didn't watch season two. I just read reviews about it. Didn't like Clay start hallucinating? I don't even remember honestly. I have not watched that show in so long, but there are some things that I do not want to discuss about that episode. Not that episode. That season. My whole thing was that, like I said, it's supposed to be a mini series. Right. That was not mini. And also, it was just, like, very harmful to a lot of people, made a lot of people uncomfortable. And I feel like they could have gone about it in a different way by sticking to one season. 
right. like they said they would. Mm-hmm. I will ride that horse until I die. I do not care. They should have kept it one season. And then they just recently came out with a season four. I'm just sitting here like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I, I cannot, I cannot under any circumstances actually support this. And I am a mental health advocate. I am a person who is for supporting, like, accurate depictions of mental illness and everything. Right. But like you said, if it doesn't come with a trigger warning or anything like that, if it's not like, there are ways to go about it. You know, and like the way that they did it, they said that I remember reading on Twitter around the time when season two came out, I think, and it was like, oh, the writers said that they wanted to do this to showcase what mental illness really looks like and everything, and the rate of suicide went up after that show yeah. came out. Yeah, like I think I would hope that's the opposite of what he intended uh-huh. with that show coming out. So I, I can't support that show, I'm sorry. It's just, it, it's very harmful to a lot of people. It's very harmful to the mental health um, world and everything. It's very harmful to those who suffer from similar issues or know people who suffer from similar issues. And there are better shows and movies out there. So right. find one of those. I don't know any of the top of my head, but find one of those, <coughs> please. Like, honestly, the one thing that really, like, tripped me up about the show was that, um, I think it was, like, the last episode of season one, where Hannah goes to her counselor to talk about what happened to her, and the counselor doesn't help her. That's illegal. Like, counselors aren't supposed to do that. Like, if someone even mentions something that is, like, dangerous to themselves or to their health, they have to call parents, they have to call teachers, like, there has- there's something has to be done, or it's the school's responsibility. And also- Y'all can't claim to want to educate kids on mental health when you know nothing about it. And having Selena Gomez as your executive producer doesn't mean anything because she's not a mental health professional. Okay, she doesn't have a degree in like psychology or anything like that. It's ridiculous. And you take this show and you've turned into like pretty little liars. You focus so much on teenage drama that you focus less on teenage feelings. And then there are young kids who watch this show as if it's Bible, as if it's gospel. And they're trying to use it to educate themselves, but they can't. And the problem is that you can't just tell kids not to watch something because then they'll watch it even more. And it's not like you can like tell kids that this is wrong because they're not going to listen to you. Another thing is that like t- kids will see this and they'll try to like copy it. And it's not... It's terrible. I don't like it. It's not okay. It's it may like it's it's on it's it's it like it it's just I can't. I don't like it. I have nothing against the actors really. It's like some of the actors have tried to defend the show because of course they've gotten like hate about it and everything. And it's not their fault. Like they're on a Netflix show. They want to like make money and stuff like that. Like they're trying to help their career. Like I'm sure most of the actors are pretty fine, but like it's on the writers and it's on Netflix to not let a show like this happen again mm-hmm. and some people felt that same way about insatiable but i never watched that show you know mm, that is a show that i have not finished actually really yeah because why didn't i finish it actually that's the show with debbie ryan right yes um hey jesse whoa <laughs> it feels like a party every day are you done i'm done okay so I stopped watching it because of um, people on Twitter, how they were talking about the show. Mm-hmm. Like, they were saying that it's another show about a fat person who makes losing weight a defining character trait of their lives. 
And Demiran isn't even fat. Yeah, and so it was... A lot of people were insulted by it because of the fact that, yeah, Debbie Ryan isn't fat. Right. So in order for her to accurately be that, they had to put on a fat suit. Right. Everything. Her name is Patty. Yes. Fatty Patty. That's so lazy. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was a lot of looking into just how people react to fat people. Like, mm-hmm. it was a lot of using the whole I have to lose weight in order to be desirable kind of thing and I think something that was unique about this show that I give it just a little bit of props for is that it took that on its head and like went out to she went out to seek revenge on people who made fun of her when she was fat and everything Mm. and she did that by like entering a pageant and everything like that but um I think that who she became afterwards and them focusing on so many other storylines at the same time that they were supposed to be focusing on Patty's character development, quote-unquote, it was, like, it was very confusing for me, personally. Because it was, like, there are so many people involved in this whole mess that is insatiable, and so a bunch of people, like there's this character who's like in love with this character but mm. this character is in love with this character and those two are married so they should be okay but then this character is like oh no but i want you and then the other character is like oh i kind of want you too and it's just like it's a whole that's just one storyline very confusing mess and then patty's best friend is in love with her but patty was oblivious to it the whole time but mm-hmm. it's, anyone else who was watching it knew like oh yeah she definitely likes her and it was just like all this stuff that was happening she was telling her literally saying i love you and homegirl was like yeah i know but as a friend she was like no no <laughs> like no no not, no 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 like way. i listen to girl in red like you don't understand okay yeah. so like was, i wear flannel it was just like it then that was one st- there was another storyline there were so many storylines to that show that I personally could not keep up. And I consider myself to be an intelligent person, hmm. but that was a lot to keep up with at once. And then it was also like some stuff that happened in there, like it just made me feel uncomfortable. Didn't, I don't know, but I um, watched a video about it. Wasn't there like a black lady who was like the magical Negro, like a literal magical Negro? I don't even know, man. That was probably part of the show that I did not finish. I just, right. I, I can't, I'm sorry, like... Oh, that reminds me of uh, 13 Reasons Why, how, like, that kid Tyler at the end of season two, he brought a gun to prom, didn't he? And then like Clay was... another thing that I don't remember. Clay, like, stopped him at prom, and all the kids... This is another thing about the show about 13 Reasons Why. Adults should not write shows for kids. Like, I'm serious about this. Because there's a show on Netflix, not Netflix, but I watched it on Netflix, not regular Netflix, but it's called Skins, and it was written by the actors on the show. And it's actually, like, a really good show. It's very provocative and vulgar, but it's, like, very good. But the thing about shows written by adults is that adults don't know how children speak. So they only guess how kids speak. And here's the thing. These kids, like, they find out the Tyler's outside of the school with a gun. And all these kids are like, oh my gosh, he's going to ruin prom. What are we going to do? It's like, he's coming to kill somebody. Like, can we call the police? And then Clay goes outside, takes the gun, and then Tyler just goes home. That's how the season ends. And then, like, season two, none of the teachers in, I think season three, I watched, like, a whole, like, recap show, recap video about this in preparation for this, but, like, none of the teachers apparently know about Tyler 
bringing the gun. And that's just like, why? Why didn't y'all tell nobody? It's not completely unrealistic, though. Oh, and then uh, Clay starts seeing more dead people, and then he gets checked into a hospital, but the do the doctors say there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with his brain. Like, he's perfectly fine. And both of his parents are psychiatrists. Both of his parents are psychiatrists. Like, both of them have PhDs. And they can't help him? They can't see that he's losing his head? But, um, to bounce off of that, though, just to let anybody who is an aspiring psychologist, therapist, social worker, anything like that, you cannot service family members, friends, loved ones. That is, um, conflict of interest. Because you may feel like you know what's best for the person. What like what you feel like is best for the person as your mother, brother, sister, father, friend, lover, spouse, whatever. And what you feel like is best for the person as a client are two completely different things. So you it's even it's written in the American Psychological Association I don't know what they call it, constitution, rules and regulations, whatever. It's written in there, and it's also written in the National Association of Social Workers Code of Conduct or Code of Ethics. You cannot service a person who is related to you or who you are friends with or someone who is like your loved one or something like that. It's a conflict of interest. If somebody comes into your office who is related to you is a friend of yours or you love them or something like that someone who's close to you you have to send them to somebody else because that's a conflict of interest so to bounce off of that they could not help they legally could not help him like give him services and everything because they were related to him but i mean yeah they definitely could have referred him to somebody yeah just like they should have done yeah <sighs> okay did you want to add another show before no, we finish all right okay that was it you guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of i've been meaning to watch that special thanks to my sister for joining this episode okay, i've been trying to get her on it for all day and you kept forgetting when well, we finally did it we are here awesome please be sure to uh check in on monday monday will be another review i don't know if i'm reviewing yet but i'll let you know and wednesday will be another uh podcast like this another free form podcast where i simply talk about you know just like casual stuff please be sure to listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts the main base for this podcast will be on anchor fm please be sure to follow me on instagram i've been meaning to and if you have any suggestions for tvs or movie shows Oh, TVs or movie shows. Any TV shows or movies that you would like me to review on the Mondays of this podcast, DM me and let me know. And thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next week. Stay blessed.